well and truly here. Some of the great, good to see some of the great shows coming back time and time again as well. 27 Club is something we've spoken about in the past. This is this is the uh, this is this wonderful show featuring the lives of the famous group of 20 musicians who died at the age of just 27. But among them, it's a long list. The most some of the most famous performers you're likely ever to uh, to come across. Just trying to think off the top of my head, Jim Morrison. Janis Joplin. Janis Joplin. Jeff Buckley, was he 27? Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse. What about Kurt? 27. Am I allowed to start talking? You yet? are, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> we got Sarah McLeod in the studio. I'm just sitting here us. quietly nodding, like, am I allowed to just get in there or do I have to be introduced? Um, <laughs> yes, the list is long and glorious and the songs are amazing. And that's our 27 Club show. Thank you very much and good night. <laughs> One of the nice things when it comes to fringe time, um, Sarah, and you know, you don't need much of an introduction. As we were saying, you've been in here at Five AA a number of times. I have, yeah. Conversations with Cornsy, you did. That yeah, people can go and listen. That to was him a good for. one. That was a good one. He does a great job. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, but uh, we, one of the nice things that's around this time of year is get to talk to uh, artists and performers who are off going seeing the shows themselves. You were at the Gov last night, getting that for the first time as a for, as a punter. My first time as a punter at the Gov. Yeah, I walked through the front door. I had held out my little ticket, and I was like, okay, this is how you get in. I, I don't know. I've never been in the front door. I was going in the back door. I didn't even know there was a front door. <laughs> Oops, I broke the mic. Oh, sorry. That's all right. Destroying all right. the joint. We use cheap gear here. <laughs> I can see that. God, didn't we take didn't much force. We didn't get that force. from Derringers. Yeah. <laughs> you know you're using the one that doesn't have sticky tape on it, I think. So yeah, that's, right. that's the good one. That was the good one. What about this one next to me with this wire hanging out? That yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the that's, rock and roll in here. That's the paperclip one. <laughs> We hey, like, what, about, uh, what about this one? Like, seriously, what is going on here? Yeah. Guys. We like to call it lo-fi. We like the sort of guided by Budget voices cuts. of broadcasters in here. <laughs> That's right. Mine works great. You can still hear me, right? Now, I've, I've, I'm trying to think. I've seen you guys in so many, like your band, the Super G's. I've seen you in the back bar at the Austral. I saw you down at Port Adelaide at that great concert with you and I and the Hoodoo Gurus a few years ago, which was the day after the 46-degree day. Oh, yes. When yep. it started raining and the temperature dropped about 15 degrees. But you guys, your, your band, you've, you've been like part of the Adelaide firmament for for three decades now. How did, how did all that happen so quickly? How, well, I don't know. <laughs> David, I don't know how the time flies so quickly. I just wake <laughs> up and it's a new day and I'm still alive and I just keep going. <laughs> But yeah, it does move quick because I, I was thinking the other day, like, you know, when you, I always think that you put a record out and then you work on the next record and then you put it out and the time flies. But we, it's been 20 years since we put a, a full length record, you know, and that doesn't seem like that long ago. And then the other day I was working on a, some songs for my solo record and I thought, when was the last time I put out a solo record? 2016. I'm like, oh my God, that's like six years. It seems like just a couple of years ago. So, um, you know. I don't know how it happens, but it just, you wake up and poof, there it's gone. <laughs> what was the moment when you knew, because I, I reckon I, it wasn't long after I'd moved to Sydney, and was it your EP was called Eight Step Rail? Yeah, that was our first release. Because yeah. I, I remember buying that at a record store in Sydney, and mates of mine over there were saying, oh, did you ever see this band from Adelaide called the Super G's? Like, yeah, I saw them quite a few times. And it must be a nice okay. feeling as an artist. Like, when did you get the sense that you were taking off? Um... Oh, I think probably when we put out Sumo, or just before Sumo, like, because um, 8 Step Rail is like a five-track EP that we did quite cheaply, and we won an aria for it. Yeah. Did we, did we win two arias for it? I th yeah, we won. Hang on. Did we win two? We won one or two. I think two, actually, for that one. I think, yeah. Um, and we were like, okay, that's not what we expected. And suddenly we were touring and we were on Big Day Out 
we had a manager and a record company. That all happened really quickly. That that was like um, all within the space of about eight months. Because Sumo was the first full-length record, wasn't it? Yeah, so this was just before Sumo. Yeah, yeah. So like, I was sleeping um, on my Auntie Jenny's floor out in Cumberland Park because <laughs> I didn't have anywhere to live. And uh, she looked after me and... Um, and I was just touring all the time with the guys and we just sort of did what we did and we were in our own little bubble and we didn't really sort of, we didn't really know what was going on in the outside world because it was all happening so fast and we would just sort of stick with each other and, you know, what is going on here? And, um, yeah, and then suddenly we were, we were touring internationally and then we went to Atlanta and spent a mozza making sumo. We spent so much money making sumo and we kept thinking, you know, because we didn't know money like that, you know, that's <laughs> that was big money to us. We, we were still like, oh, wow, you know, like, bought this record and it cost me 20 bucks you know like. <laughs> so we were just kind of going with the flow and it was all it was all a bit overwhelming but yeah it was it was it was quick it wasn't like a gradual no. thing we knew pretty pretty quickly that we were in the eye of the hurricane it was two arias for eight step rail and four nominations and one win for sumo yeah pretty solid run there for two couple of years yeah yeah <laughs> it was it was a bit of a dream run actually at the beginning um and yeah we're still going after all these years it was like 30 years later or something because you stopped for a while and you got back together about 10 years ago, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, was it 10 years ago? Yeah, 10 years ago. Yep. Yeah. yeah. On, on my 40th birthday, it was our first show back at the Gov. So it was exactly 10 years ago. Fantastic. So what, what's, what, what's the, what, what draws you doing a show, to doing a show like the 27 Club then? Um, material, um, if the producers are cool, uh, and if the people that are in the show are cool, uh, and if the script is cool. So, like, first, I always, first I ask, like, you know, show me, show me the script, what, what music are we doing? And I think, can I, can I see myself singing that music? Can I see myself saying that script? Yeah. Can I pull that off? And then I go, who else is doing it? Because, you know, I want to make sure that I'm in cool company. <laughs> and then if all those ducks are in alignment, then I go, no, who's producing it? And make sure that they're not morons. And, um, if, you know, all the planets align, I go, that sounds fun, and which is exactly what happened with the 27 Club. They said, um, These, this is the material you want to do. Here's the kind of things that you'll be saying. Here are the people that you're going to be doing it with. And I was like, bam, 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 unreal. Where do I sign? What's the, what was the song that clinched you? Was there, um, is there a musical component of it that you went, actually, I can totally see myself doing this? Yeah, because they said to me, we want you to do some Janis Joplin. Mm. And I was like, yeah, so I, I sort of only knew the obvious Janis Joplin songs at the time. So I was like, okay, I need to do a bit of Janis Joplin research because someone like me should know more about Joplin. For God's sake, like, why don't I know more about Janis Joplin? I'm a you know female rock singer. I should know. She's a pioneer. So I did a bit of research. And the first song that came up was this track called Cry Baby and I hadn't heard it before. And I was like, oh, that is cool. <laughs> that is so cool. And I was thinking, can I pull that off? That sounds hard. And I just sort of just sat there and sang along, and I went, yes, I can pull that off. <laughs> and then I recorded myself singing it into my dictaphone, and I sent it to the producers and went, I've just realised I can pull this off. Can I sing this song? And they're like, yeah, you can totally sing that. So I was like, all right, great, I'm in. You're right, though, because I reckon I'm, I can only instinctively just say piece of my heart. I can't think of other Janis Joplin songs. Yeah, totally. I was I was the same, and uh, Mercedes-Benz. Yeah, yeah, Lord, won't you buy me, etc. Yeah, and yeah. since then, I've found heaps of songs of hers that I like. Her feel is unbelievable. Have and you got a favourite female vocalist of all time? Uh, probably. Pretty hard, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot, but... um, uh, I mean, as a female vocalist or, like, as an artist? Because, like, you know, as, as an artist, PJ Harvey would be mm. my favourite artist. Um, as a singer, I mean, Pink's got a pretty wild voice. Yeah. She's got a consistent 
like amazing voice and smooth and then rough but totally controlled all the way. Yeah. What do you think of music today? You know who's a bloody good singer? Carla Lippis. Carla Lippis. Carla Lippis, who was in the 27 Club with us, she's teaching me a thing or two about vocal control. She sings all the Hendrix songs and she sings uh, some Amy Winehouse songs. And the way she puts Jimi Hendrix, and she does this amazing Nirvana song too, the way she puts the, the, the passion and the pain and the, and the soul into what she sings is like blowing my mind. <laughs> like I'm sitting there every night with her going, so how do you do this again? Like she, she's like a lesson in, in vocal training. So I'm getting some tips from her. <laughs> oh, I, that's the thing I, I – maybe, maybe it's an outside perception that's wrong, but the thing I love hearing about musicians is perhaps above any other industry – Seems to be a real celebration of other people's skills and successes. It's sort of an admiration of, wow, that, how do they do that? Well, that's yeah. awesome. How do, and it never seems to be, it doesn't seem to be jealous. It just seems Not to like be us just, talking about other radio stations. Yeah, <laughs> we, we say, how do they do that? Now, how do we destroy them? Totally. <laughs> there can be only one. <laughs> but, I mean, is that is that just from the outside? Is it different when you're in it? Or is that just is that a fair characterisation of how musicians sort of interact? Well, yeah, I mean, I do. We um, People I know do, because it's inspiring. Mm. You see someone doing something good, and instead of going, oh, I'm jealous about that, I want to do that, um, you know, get out of here. Or like, instead of doing that, you go, okay, w- what is it that you're doing? How can I learn from you? And how can I put that into into what I do so that, you know, um, I can use it as an asset? Every, every Everything that you hear that you're inspired by is, um, is like a flavor in your dish, you know? Mm. And life as an artist, you're constantly evolving your own Dish. It's like your 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 flagship, your chef's suggestion. (laughs) (laughs) So you never because you never a finished product. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like much new stuff, or do you find yourself looking looking backwards to stuff that's already out there? No, I listen to a lot of new stuff. Actually, I I really love modern pop production. Mm, mm. You know, I um like I love the sound of like Lana Del Rey records. Mm. I love Harry Styles. I love Miley Cyrus. I love Taylor Swift. Like those last. Oh, those <laughs> folklore! That record is just yeah, it's so a good beautiful. Record. Beautiful, yeah, and the production is amazing. Just great songwriting. Well, we've loved having you in, Sarah. Yeah, it sounds like an absolute cracking show. I'm just looking at the Gluttony website right now. See, so it looks like there's some, some tickets available, so you're on right through to the rest of the week until Sunday. Yeah, so it's our last week, and it's our third year. Last week, we're getting really good audiences every night, consistent, strong audiences, and everyone is just sitting there with a grin from ear to ear. Like, it's a tight show. It goes for an hour. It's action-packed. All the songs are great. There's, there's no lull moments. It's so well curated. And people just are having a really good time. We're on stage the whole time. So if we're not singing, we're sitting on couches. There's a little sort of lounge room set up next yeah. to us. So we just sit there and drink beer. Then we get up and have, sing a song and sit down and wave at the audience. And <laughs> it's just really, it's um, tight, but it's loose, you know? Yeah. yeah. Everyone raves about it. It is one of the highlights of the Fringe calendar. And as I say, you can get tickets by going to gluttony.net.au. Sarah, great to have you in. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, fellas. Cheers, Sarah. David Pemberthy and Will Goodings, 6 to 9, 5AA Breakfast.